Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Hey, this is Kenny Kramer, the real Kramer. I'm telling you, you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Enjoy. Giddy up. And welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. <clears throat> and we're coming back from a week off, all tongue-tied, which you didn't hear because I just cut it all out. But boy, what a clusterfuck that was. But uh, anyway, here we are back around the mics, like old times, therapeutic, like we've said, right? Dusting them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a good one for you today. Uh, returning to the show, the creator of the Toys That Made Us, who has a, which has season three releasing here November fifteenth, and the movies that made us uh, season one releasing November 29th, both on Netflix. We welcome the creator Brian Volkweiss back to the show. This is his what third time back? Third time, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was awesome to talk with him. So excited for these shows to come out. Time, uh, yeah. If you're listening to this show, boy, these shows are really going to yeah. scratch you where you're itching. So uh, we'll get more into that later, but before we welcome him to the show and talk about those shows, we're going to be just talking about the toys and movies that made us, the three of us sitting here. So uh, I think that'll be fun, some of which I think we've mentioned before, but uh, maybe not with this kind of a light on it. So interested to see what we come up with there. But before we do that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing want to show your support and get access to the CannedAir Patreon pod, a whole other show you can only get by being a Patreon member, head over to patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod or head to the website and click on the link to become a patron. Again, $5 a month, you get a whole other show. If you like what you get here, you're getting some kind of, I don't know, you're getting different material over there. Sometimes yeah. behind the ste- scenes bitching. I think that's what this month's going to be, behind the scenes bitching. Yeah. But uh, if that's something you want to hear, well, $5 is your ticket, son. A canned air bitch session. There it is. Hey, it's a little bit more intimate. There it is. There it is. Uh, what else we got, guys? Wizard World Austin is coming up this weekend, November 8th, 9th, and 10th. And if you're going to be in the Bay, Bay Area, November 22nd through the 24th, that's when it'll be. Promo code CANDAIR at checkout for 10% off. There it is. Get that cool, cool 10% off. Yeah. And it is cool, Randy. It is. It's very cool. Very cool. We stopped. All right. Any uh, potential vendors, toy, comic, or video game, we're doing the uh, Torgs Expo next year. So uh, just keep your ears open at the end of the episode, and you'll hear more details. There you have it. More details await at the very end. And uh, one last thing before we move on here. Candare has to wish a belated happy birthday to somebody. It's a longtime listener and fan who had a birthday on October 29th. 
Megan Craig. No, 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 no. Say it's your birthday. <laughs> oh, you, we're going to get sued. We're going to get sued. There's some synchronized <laughs> dancing going on over here that I'm not comfortable with. Jack in his tearaway pants. But... <laughs> no, a big happy birthday to her, and thank you so much uh, for listening. She's a big horror fan, so not horror. <laughs> horror. Almost took that the wrong way. She loves whores. No, horror. <laughs> so uh, next time we decide to do anything horror thing, maybe we can get her input on uh, topics Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and stuff we should talk about because I'm not the biggest horror connoisseur. Same here. Notice I emphasized the rur in horror that time. Horror. Horror. So, so you know, all right, I'm babbling now. But again, happy belated <laughs> birthday, Megan. And uh, with that, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. guys the toys and movies that made jack jeremy and randy where do we start get the easy one out of the table on the table (laughs) and out of the way star wars that one's over oh the movie or the toys both both. of them actually yeah yeah. they have to it has to be both i can't say that star wars toys had any making of me because i didn't get star wars toys till i was older Mm. right like growing up, I had like the little Millennium Falcon, like micro machine, like TIE fighter. And that was it though, mm-hmm. as far as Star Wars. So, but at the same time, I don't remember there being a whole rush of uh, figures on the shelf either. My mom has a horror story of for Christmas getting me Darth Vader that, that she had to pretty well. I guess it wasn't really a horror story, but she would, you know, you had to watch the newspaper ads and stuff like that and kind of listen to the word on the streets that, like Kmart it's like Child's Toys Play Us. 1 where like she bought the Chucky in an alley off a homeless guy. Yeah, like, pretty much. That sounds like Turbo Man almost. Yeah, yeah. Almost exactly, yes. <laughs> the Turbo Man. <laughs> but yeah, she went and got, she was able to get like the last one because like at Toys R Us they just had the cases sitting on the floor and they had people just... Yeah, ripping the shit through. up, yeah. yeah. But yeah, got me a Darth Vader. Nice. Not many people can say that, but you missed out on your Palpatine. Remember that your your Emperor yeah, figure. Yeah, still salty. I even saw one when we were at Big Fun, and I was like, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't get him because he looks like hell. Say that story briefly, real, real quick, about how oh, what was it? You you ordered it, and then you guys moved before it arrived at your address. Yeah, on the the blister pack, it had the you know send six UPC label or things over to this address and you'll get the Emperor Palpatine figure. Like six months. So this was like the Kenner, like the original like, yeah, promo, yeah, the original. pre-sell. And I remember getting them and sending away for it and then we ended up moving. So I don't know if it was if anyone ever really got their Emperor or if it got lost <laughs> and the people that moved in behind me all of a sudden got a new Star Wars Emperor Palpatine. You probably made some little kid's day. He just probably, got a toy yeah. right in the mail. Or yep. some old guy that's like, what the fuck's this? And throw it away. Throw it straight away. <laughs> yeah. Who's this name? I don't know. Oh, well. Yep. Where Palpatine could be. <laughs> it's probably locked uh, away in some P.O. box somewhere that's <laughs> never been opened in <laughs> 40 years. Yeah, I didn't. The Star Wars movies I didn't watch until probably I was in like junior high, I think, for the first time. I didn't see them as like okay. a young child. I, I saw I the first one at a drive-in. I know it wasn't when it was first released because it couldn't have been because no. I was three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I know I wasn't that small watching that movie. 
Empire, so, I saw it later on when I was early teens, probably around 10. And Jedi okay. wasn't too long after that. So me being a little younger, I I saw the ones on VHS. Like, my dad introduced those to me pretty early, like 6, 7. But then I was young enough still that when they came out with the re-releases in the theaters, yes. he took me to see all those. And I just remember... yes. I never got like to spend a lot of time with my dad. Like we just never really clicked on a lot of things, but we did on that. So that was just really cool to, you know, sure. going to see that with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember those re-releases, and that's about the time that you saw Star Wars merch starting to come back around. I remember right. in yeah. like little bags of Doritos, and maybe even big bags. Maybe you guys recall uh, when they re-releases came out, they did Star Wars hologram like pogs that you could get oh know, yeah. yeah bags yeah. of uh doritos and stuff and, and and we had them in the lunchroom at school and those things were like currency almost <laughs> like wow you got a luke skywalker wow <laughs> but i think that's around the same time power of the force was out wasn't it like the new kenner line yeah because those are the ones i got yeah. yeah 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 the buff figures so that's when they started coming back into line <laughs> yeah they weren't great looking were they weren't great looking were they what about you, Randy? So, um, totally non-toy related, but uh, I remember growing up um, when I used to be home from school, sick. I would all, there would be two things I would always watch. I would always watch on the History Channel the History Mysteries, and then back when History Channel used to actually show historical and not like people in the swamp doing stuff, um, and then uh, unsolved mysteries. Oh man! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to say that was a channel switcher. That music at my house. I never really watched it at all. Um, I was into it. I mean, at the time, like it was on all the time. I was kind of young, and yeah, my parents weren't into it. So anytime it came on, the channel would switch. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it a Fox show? When I was catching it, I think it was like on Lifetime because it was on cable. But it was like. But I mean, like back before, like on basic TV back in like. I think when it's, so, it been, yeah. yeah. Is that show still on today, Unsolved Mysteries? I don't think so. Yes. Is it? I think it is. Because I think Dennis Farina, last I checked, was hosting it after. Or is it America's Most Wanted, I'm thinking of? Those two, for some reason, are the same. <clears throat> no, I think they're both still on. America's Most Wanted, I think it's on like either. Like True TV or like CMT because that's not even a country channel anymore. <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries just like primed you like to be scared. Yeah, you dude. know, not only of the of what you were seeing. I mean, you were seeing like horrific shit at the way it was. Like people who were, well, I guess they weren't uh, all on the large. But didn't even Unsolved Mysteries at one point of their show be like this person? You know, like a either missing person thing where they'd show a picture of someone who's still missing or someone who's wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, while they're telling you what this person did and showing their like horrified scar face, like mug shot, they're playing that creepy ass, like do, 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 do. Like it's already <laughs> nighttime. You're like, Oh my God, the son of a bitch is outside my window. I know it. Well, they also did like a lot of reenactments too. And I think Matthew McConaughey's first acting role was in an unsolved mystery. Was reenactment. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I've got to um, see that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they did like missing missing persons. They did like supernatural stuff, which will lead into my next topic. But um, yeah, and they did uh, murders and just it was kind of a menagerie of different things. Makes me think of when George Clooney, uh, one of his first things was on uh, the he played the super on that shitty TGIF show, oh. Baby Talk. Remember, <laughs> he had like a big uh, Jesse, that, like uh, Jesse from Full House, kind of a mullet. Great oh, yeah, big mullet. I remember that. Yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool to see that <laughs> for sure. 
Um, let me see here. The biggest thing for me, as far as it's not even a movie or a toy, but it's a television show, The Simpsons. I guess the The Simpsons have a movie, don't they? And I, from what I hear, there's another one coming out. But I can sit here, and I've said it before, but I can honestly say that I would not be the person I am today and have the sense of humor I have if it weren't for The Simpsons. That's one part of the formula. The second part of the formula is yet to come, which I think you already know. But um, my God, I mean, The Simpsons, you can just uh, watch over and over years later and it's still just, I don't know, just at least me, just makes me bust up laughing. It's smart humor, at least in the first, like, 12 seasons, if you ask me. And it's relatively time timeless, too. Uh, I was going to say, it's not really dated at all. I mean, yeah. no, the look of it's dated, I guess, but not the content so much. I don't know. I've been watching a few of the newer episodes, and though, you know, they'll still make me laugh here and there, it's more punchline humor. Homer's mm-hmm. jokes are more punchline jokes, mm-hmm. where before, you know, they... They weren't. You just they were just kind of glimpses into his personality. Those <laughs> shit he would say sometimes. You'd be like, what? Does it like raise up above his eyebrows? Yeah. To hear his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Meow, 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 meow. But um I mean it's it's a it's a brilliant show and there've been so many books written on like the brilliance of the humor, the mathematics behind the show, the philosophy behind the show. It's there's something about it for sure. But um I don't know. I I can see people coming into it now maybe being disenchanted like all that shitty old show why they haven't they canceled it. I don't laugh at it. Go watch those old episodes. I've You'll, watched some newer episodes and still cracked some Again, and stuff. It's not yeah, a lot, yeah. but but it's not the same. No, it's no. definitely not the same show. Same characters, but not the same show. Do you remember a time <clears throat> there was no Simpsons? Um, I remember when they premiered. Do you? I do because I remember being. I was in second grade, and I remember talking to the kids about it, like when it first aired. Because it was big shit. I mean, it was like, um, you know, and Beavis and Butthead or I don't know. Like, it was it was big. It was a it was a what do they call that? A phenomenon, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Pop phenomenon. Everybody was wearing Bart Simpson T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> but I remember at our school, like you weren't allowed. You better not wear a Bart Simpson T-shirt <laughs> to school. Or you're going to be made to take Eat it my off. Shorts. And like my mom, like, oh, you can't you can't have Simpson merch. Like I had a Simpson pin, like a little button, you know. Mm-hmm. That shit got taken so quick. <laughs> Because they're bad influence. <laughs> Remember them on Tracy Ullman? Um, personally, no. No? No, I never watched Tracy Ullman uh, when I was that young. So, yeah, it would have been what? <laughs> Kindergarten, probably first grade? Probably would have been in bed by then. Yeah. That was a late show. Later. So, no, I don't. I, I mean, I've, I've through DVD extras I've and stuff them. like that, I've seen them all. How but horrible they look like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, you know, because The Simpsons, uh, there's something to be said about that old animation style because there's a lot of little mistakes and like cross-eyed and wayward eyes and stuff we've talked about that just accidentally accentuates the joke that's being said Mm -hmm. or that just i don't know it's hard to explain well it seemed like after they did the movie the movie had a very like streamlined really really polished animation style yeah and after the movie the the show then seemed to inherit that style but it looked like they went back. I could be wrong, but it looked like they went back to me. Probably went back from, well, it was from hand-drawn to, to digital animation. They might have popped it back. 
because I, you can just tell. You can tell when it's... Ah, I don't know. Look between like season five and then look at the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a hard difference between the animation. <laughs> but um, maybe it's in my head. Could very well be. Jack, back to you. For movies, anything that was done by John Hughes, I guess, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah. I've seen, I don't know, well, probably not all of them, but like the big ones. I don't know if it like pretty and pink and the breakfast club and stuff oh, really breakfast club yeah I mean, that was a good movie but i was i think i was older when i saw that man john hughes is any. a good pick for that category because anybody i think about anybody can find a john hughes movie that would either make that list or almost make that list of a movie that made mm-hmm. you i think one of the biggest ones out of his list of movies is probably ferris bueller because okay. I had that, me and a buddy of mine, we would rattle off back and forth the whole movie line, mm, every line yeah. from that movie. I've seen that so many times. Home Alone was the one we saw so many times. I remember going <laughs> to the theater. We saw them both in the theater, if I remember correctly. But, um, oh my God. I mean, what a, my sister, I bet she's probably watching it right now as we speak. I, <laughs> I almost guarantee it, right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I like the movie, but I couldn't watch it that much. <laughs> Couldn't watch it that much. But yeah, John Hughes is a good pick. Breakfast Club would definitely probably be somewhere around my list. Maybe not on it, but close to it, mm-hmm. you know? Good film. What about you? So uh, I kind of led into this, but um, Preteen Randy, I obviously, if you listen to the Halloween episode, you know I was kind of had experiences with Supernatural and kind of got into that. Um, I really got into the In Search of reruns of Leonard Nimoy. Like, for a time, like, that's all I would watch. I'd have books on cryptozoology. Like, he was the host of the show in search of? Yes. I remember that vaguely. Yeah, it was originally produced in, like, the 70s, so it had kind of, like, that 70s grainy animation. Uh But I think, I want to say History Channel or maybe Discovery, like... Polished it. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, did some new, like, intros to it and, like, re-released it. So, like, every day after school, like, that's all I would watch. Wow. For a while. And what would they what would they cover? Like what topics? Like Bigfoot, UFOs, um, talking plants, or Morgan Freeman. Within the past five years, did something like In Search of God, where he just kind of yes, that was a good show. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched a lot of it. It was good. Mm -hmm. Really, it's it might be something with the narrative. Just because listening to Morgan Freeman, who can't just sit there and right. enjoy listening to that guy talk? Same with Leonard Nemo. <laughs> I don't know. You you saying it's good makes me kind of want to see it, but just something about it just kind of seemed pompous to me. I don't know. That's just my fucked up personality, I, I guess. From what but, I remember, it's not really religious. It's just, I don't know. Maybe, not even not that. Question. Just like Hollywood pompous. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like the same kind of pompous, like when I win an award, I'm going to give a speech. It's changing the world. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you pretend well. Take your award and sit the fuck down. Uh, sorry. I had to bitch. That's okay. <laughs> you know how I do. <laughs> Go ahead, Randy. It was a really good show, and I actually think the uh, the guy that plays the new Spock is redoing it. Oh really? Yeah, I think they're really? re-releasing it or something like that. So I don't know if I'll be able to watch it just because I have that nostalgia feel for it. But, really uh, running with that Spock torch, isn't I know. I yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I really liked him as Spock either. I thought he did good. He's all right. Maybe there's I don't know. There's maybe it's just something about the way he looked. Too chubby a cheek, maybe. That might have been exactly. <laughs> yeah, his batters. His face isn't quite so. Chiseled and angular is Leonard yeah. Nimoy, maybe. 
That's he a- almost had a resting bitch face. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nimoy did. Not quite, but almost. The one eye eyebrow raise was the best. Yeah. Thing I don't think anyone can match that as well. The 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 other were you finished, Randy? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The now. the other half of my formula as to the the shows that make me, I guess maybe a TV shows that made us needs to be another show that Brian makes, but um, Seinfeld, without oh, a doubt, definitely, yeah, yeah. easy, without a doubt. Um, Matter of fact, I saw a list of the top was it fifty episodes? I think finally came out, and I think well, I don't know if it went from. The highest number to the lowest number being the top, but number one was the contest. The contest? Mm-hmm. I, didn't uh, Netflix just buy that? I think Netflix is going to be the proud new owner of Seinfeld. Mm, that will be awesome. Coming up. I think Hulu has it now. Do they? I think so. It's somewhere. It's yeah. always somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I can't even explain it, but yeah, just like The Simpsons, the Seinfeld is a big chunk of my humor. Yeah, a lot of easy. times if I'm if I if I drop a joke, if you were to sit down, pause time, and go look through either the Simpsons or Seinfeld catalog, <laughs> you're probably going to find it somewhere in there, <laughs> some variation of it of some kind, bastardization of it rather. My wife doesn't; she just doesn't get Seinfeld humor. I don't either. Because I can sit there. My what? I'm, really? Hey, we've had this conversation. Yeah, I got my parents watching it because what, what episode was it when he had the Tweety Bird? Oh, the, the Pez. Pez. Yeah. yeah. I was rolling watching that episode, and my parents were like, what are you watching? And then they got hooked on it. Yeah. And then I'll sit at home, too, with nothing on. And, oh, Seinfeld's on. Boom. She's like, I just don't understand it. I'm like, how can you not? It's like... It's, yeah, it's... Everything revolves around one thing in the show, and it, the way it comes The way back, they, like, sw- like the, the, the plot and the subplots, like, all twirl in and around mm-hmm. each other, like, so beautifully. It was really like a, uh, it's a ballet of story writing, exactly. if, you, <laughs> if you look at it. But, um, my God, so fucking funny. And it's mm-hmm. just, I'm sitting here trying to find words about a show about nothing, but, I mean. That's know. exactly <laughs> what it is. It's just what it is, a show about nothing, about four people who are pretty much a sum up of all of us, right? Yeah. I mean, we all have these kind of thoughts. We all have these <laughs> irritations with the general public, don't we? Maybe, I, I relate to probably a lot of the stuff he talks about. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe some of us why are. I am because the way I am because of it. And see, in that's the- kind of what I was going to get at. Is you know, I not only are they they're showing what all of us are thinking, but maybe this show being out there and being so you know prominent and still relevant, however many years after it's been off the air. Could be an amplifier mm-hmm. for for said behaviors. <laughs> I have no doubt. You know, when TBS is playing it like a fucking cult would, like if you're trying to brainwash somebody, it's like on all the fucking time. Maybe not TBS, but again, if you sit there and just hit up on the channels, you're going to find it. Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to try and give it a second chance, because when I was trying yeah, to watch it... Yeah, maybe was, you do, Randy. You know what? I think I will, Jeremy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> would you say start from the first season? Because I know it was... It was a little different than when him and Elaine were, or yeah, him and Elaine were dating. Um, versus later after they broke. I mean, up there's still good friends. stuff in there, but there are some stinker of episodes. It, it took about season three to find its footwork. Yeah. If you had to give me one episode to change my mind about it, what would it be? 
Ooh, one episode. The contest was good. Kenny Rogers roasting is <laughs> fucking amazing. I'd have yeah. to be that one probably. What is it, probably. Kenny Rogers? Uh, yeah, Kenny Rogers roaster. It's like a chicken restaurant. Okay, they yeah. built right outside uh, where Kramer's apartment okay. is. Right. The peepers <laughs> <laughs> So he's got these like red neon lights like beaming into his apartment, and they're just fucking with his brain all right I, I, so him and jerry decide to switch apartments and then <laughs> they start turning into each other it's <laughs> all right i'll tell you what i will watch it by our next patreon episode and i'll give you guys a little feedback or, on it give me a reading or a watching list all right we'll do we'll do <laughs> i need to actually name a movie here and hit the criteria before we get too deep uh jurassic park oh yeah Damn. I mean, I, I remember when it came out, I think I was sixth grade. So uh, however old that would have been. Uh, well, I guess it was 93. You know, it would have been, obviously. But um, that was one of those films that was deemed too violent. You know, what What young boy doesn't, at some point in his life, <laughs> love dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's like a natural thing. Yeah. <laughs> if he was raised with wolves, he'd be running around pretending he was a dinosaur at some point during yeah. his life. <laughs> Who doesn't like lizard? I mean, what boy doesn't like lizards? And these are giant. Right. I mean, I remember for no reason at all in the 80s when I was re- very young having a dinosaur boner like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like, uh, and that was before Jurassic Park. So you can imagine when this thing hit, like, wow, because to this day, it still looks phenomenal. Right. So at the time. But, yeah, my mom wouldn't take me because of all oh, the news is saying, too violent. And then she <laughs> caved at the last minute. It was at the discount theaters, and she caved and took us. And, man, I was just at the edge of my seat enthralled. And I, it's funny because when I watch it, I can still get those feelings as as I did from the first time mm-hmm. watching it. The first time they see the Brontosaurus or the first time you see the T-Rex or the goat missing, you know. Right. The little behind the scenes stuff, you know, like or where you see someone's hand come up or right. maybe the CG at a certain point wasn't working. There's a there's a part of the film that I adore when Alan Grant and the kids are in the tree. It's night. And the brontosaurus's heads are kind of out across the valley. And there's, right. the one. there's something about the way that's filmed and the way that was produced that just reminds me of the Wizard of Oz. Like if you look at the tree they're sitting on and the leaves on it, you know, they look all plasticky and hard <laughs> and shit. And then when you look past it, it looks very backdroppy. Like but watercolor. At the same time, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a great thing to say. Very watercolory, but very endearing at the mm-hmm. same time. I love it. Absolutely love it. I don't know what's to be said for that. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that, I suppose. Jurassic Park. That's a big animatronic head that comes up, too, isn't it? It that is. Yeah. 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 It sneezes all over him. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> all right, Jack, back to you. Let's go around one more time. Another one for movies for me would be The Goonies. Ooh, very good. Good one? Hey, you guys. Do you guys know there's a whole... Different release that was like 15 minutes extra at the end with the octopus. In the yes, cage. yes, I've okay. never seen it either. I've never seen it. It's on YouTube, is it? It is, and it's horrible. It's like data is like gets attacked by this thing, and like how he like beats it by like putting his Walkman in its mouth and turning it on or something. It's like so silly, and the, <laughs> the, the squid looks so stupid. It looks like, um, have you ever watched videos of like the what is it? 
2000 Leagues Under the Sea ride from mm-hmm. uh, Disney, where like yeah. when they had those big like rubber uh, octopuses under the water. Right. That lifelike motion is only caused by the waves that are moving the tentacles yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. It was very much like <laughs> that. It, it looked like it should have belonged in like 1940s, like Russian cinema. <laughs> like, like, remember that movie we did? Uh, we riffed on uh, the uh, the the Venus movie. Yeah. What the hell was that called? I don't know. I can't remember. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. One one of the two movies we riffed on. <laughs> But uh, it reminded me of the kind of shit that was yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. I can see why they cut it out. It's very <laughs> yeah, jarring, yeah. very jarring. That's why they did it, because it was too scary at the end. I'm not sure why they did it. I didn't find it out. the least bit scary. <laughs> well, you probably didn't watch it when you were a kid. Yeah. Well, you're right about that, but... I mean, you'd have to have a pretty stupid kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. not, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Thanos I'm wrong. was in it, too, so... Yeah, he was. Baby Thanos. I still can't get over that when I see him. And Frodo. Oh God, is that or, really uh, him? Samwise. Yep, Sam. You mean Raphael? Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just learned the other day Elijah Wood was in Back to the Future. I didn't even realize it. Was he really? was that was one, one of my other movies, too. He was one of the two kids at the video, the arcade machine at the yeah. diner where Michael J. Fox was like shooting. What was it, like the Old West game? In the second one? or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah, the because those, yeah, those kids were hitting on it like, well, look at this piece of crap. And he walked up and was a master of it. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was the old retro game. Yeah, yes, he was yeah. one of those two kids there. Wasn't Billy Zane yeah. in that, too? Mm, I don't know who Billy Zane is, sir. I oh, might. Okay. I probably do know who he is, but Play, I'm bad with names. Gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> Billy. <laughs> gorgeous Billy Zane. Randy, on to your pick. So something that really... I don't know, kind of was a part of who I was growing up um, or something was Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I like was right around, I was a little bit old, but right around that time, like when it just exploded. Right. So I was going to a very uppity Christian school and I was literally like a handful of kids that was like the only like into it and not believing all that, oh, it's satanic or whatever. Are you was. saying you were into it before it was cool? Yes. Yes, I was. Wow. I got the game when it was first released before the anime before Mm -hmm. the cards everything i mean granted i was into all that but when it hit like there was like this whole pushback at my school like it was like very much frowned upon and i very much fought against that like for three or four years it was supposed to be evil well looked at as evil Granted, this Devilish. is also this is also the school that I went to that said that ACDC stood for Antichrist Double Children. So, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. no. uh, Randy did geez. not have fun fond memories of. Oh, we're going out on Thunderstruck. <laughs> Damn right we are. <laughs> we are going out on Thunderstruck. Highway to Hell. What are so, oh, yeah. Highway to Hell's good, but man, Thunderstruck is just, <laughs> uh, you just feel it in the belly. I don't geez. know. But yeah, so it was just, that was kind of me struggling with what I liked and what I really enjoyed with what everybody else kind of looked down on. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm doing what I'm doing. I I can't, I'm trying to see the angle at what, how Pokemon is evil. So, because it has evolution in it. Oh, jeez. And then there was something about, like, the O had, like, some sort of Wiccan-looking symbol or something. I don't know. It was a bunch of <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> All right. That's enough. That's enough. Sorry. 
Oh no, I'm not saying that to you. I ask for you to say yeah. it. But I just mean that's enough from uh, from whoever was hey, putting yeah. that on yeah. you. I guess. I can see maybe the, the worship part of it, but, but <sighs> not that other stuff. There's no... Pokemon's a funny thing, man, because. Um, I don't know. The games are the strong point for mm-hmm. me. Like I've said before, the Game Boy games, at least the early ones, were right. good. I tried one of the newer ones and couldn't get into it. Mm. It was way more story-based. And I yeah. just like to get in there and play. I don't want yeah. to sit there and read a bunch of fucking dialogue. If I want to read, I'll pick up a book. You right. know? I think that's why I've been able to... I mean, other than to know some of Mars, especially the first-generation ones, but yeah. playing the games, the RPG part of it, I just... I, I can't sit there long enough to get into them anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, maybe, but um, th- those old games were a blast. And now, uh, you know, I play Pokemon Go still religiously. But, you know, aside from those two things, like, I could never get into the show or anything else. It's kind of funny because it's it's longevity. Just the mm-hmm. simple fact that my son now at my age, when I got into it, is sitting down with me to watch the Detective Pikachu movie and like being completely into it like I never would have thought it would have yeah. like, <laughs> grown from that you know? yeah let alone talk about for, a phenomenon yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's still going mm-hmm. and ever yeah ever growing at, at that you know getting yeah. more and more people as it goes but yeah it is an incredible thing and we've mentioned on the show too if you sit and really look and break it down it's just if Pokemon were real, you could never fight them. It's just, it's very elaborate cockfighting, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You'd have to be doing this shit in, like, the basements of, like, <laughs> of like laundromats and stuff. <laughs> That's all I got. That's it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Less than graceful exit on that joke. Um, I guess we'll end it with this one here. I've talked about this movie on the show several times, but it's just one of those films that I've just... Picked apart front to back, Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. They haven't heard from that one for a while. Love that movie. Absolutely love it. I was meant to watch it this summer because it's one of my summer staples, as is Jurassic Park, but I didn't watch it. And ironically enough, um, you know, as much as I love both of those movies, it wasn't until years later, actually, it wasn't until doing this show that I realized they were released the same weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. That's why it did so bad. All right. Well. <laughs> that other reasons maybe, but um, I thought I found it entertaining as all hell. It was so much fun to be able to go into your movies. I mean, it just challenged the imagination because after you see that movie, you're like, okay, if I could, if I had this ticket that allowed me to walk through the screen into any movie I wanted, what movie would I walk into? Now, did you see this at the same age you did Jurassic Park or around that, or was this something you saw later? I saw it. I didn't see this one in the theater, but okay. I bought it when it came out on VHS. Okay. So probably the following year, ninety four. Okay. Yeah. What drew you to it? Just if you don't mind me asking. Arnold, dude. Okay. Fucking I didn't know if it was Arnold. Arnold or no, no. I mean, it was Arnold, and the fact that it was again going into the movies. There was okay. the magic aspect to right. it. It, it was, just seemed cool, and. Um, but yeah, Arnold was a big draw. Okay, and I, so I rushed out and bought my Jack Slater action figure. I mean, I have one over here on the wall, still in the fig in the package, but I've got one in the closet that's beat to hell because he, boy, no matter what I was playing, that Jack Slater action figure <laughs> ended up being somebody, <laughs> either a henchman or I don't know, a bystander. He was somebody. Nice. You were probably the age of the kid in the movie too, right? Approximately, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a big reason why, too. Yeah, yeah I would say. But uh, it's funny, though, because I didn't like him. 
when I watched the film. Like, I always hated that kid. I was like, why has he got this stupid haircut? Why did they choose this kid? Why could have done a better be job, me? damn it. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It wasn't even like I wanted to be him. I, I just wanted a better kid to be him. It's like, why did they pick this dork? You know, like. <laughs> but he grew on me. <laughs> Do something. But no, he grew on me over the years. And I, um. I reached out to him actually to try to get him on the show. Never heard anything back. So if there was ever any threat of lingering interest, you know it's shot to hell now. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's just such a fun movie, and I yeah. still have so much fun with it. It's a very encapsulating of the time, you know. I gotta check it out again. I've only ever seen it once, and it was probably around the time it came out on VHS. And the soundtrack, my God! If you're a fan of '80s music, I'm down. <laughs> It's <laughs> it's so good. ACDC's Big Ooh. Gun is on there. Megadeth, nice. Angry Again. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you can only get these songs on, on that soundtrack. soundtrack. Uh, Def Leppard, Queen Sarike, all kinds of stuff on there. Good, Every, good stuff. Everything I used to blare driving into school when I was yeah. in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. That soundtrack was like a Friday <laughs> after work on a like, summer day, like putting it in and like tearing ass out yeah. the parking lot, you know? <laughs> But uh, good times, good stuff. So, yeah. Last Action Hero. There you go. Good one to end on. Yeah. And with that, let's welcome the guest of the show again. He is the creator of The Toys That Made Us, the series on Netflix, which, you know, this is a show that uh, kind of like when a new Star Wars comes out, I'm going to have to go back and watch all the episodes that come <laughs> yeah, before really. it to get ready <laughs> yeah. and primed for the new season. But, uh, yeah, November 15th, season three of The Toys That Made Us, and then uh, The Movies That Made Us premiering November 29th, both of those again on Netflix. We welcome Mr. Brian Volkweiss to the show. Again, this was the third time he's been on, and it's always just a freaking pleasure to have yeah. him. So, Fellow toy collector. Right? I'm just going to quit blabbing and turn it right over to our interview with Brian. And now joining us to talk about the third season of The Toys That Made Us coming out on uh, Netflix November 15th. I can't hardly freaking wait. No, I, I think it. it's going to be the best season, if you ask old Easy. Jeremy over yeah. here. <laughs> and talk about the movies that made us also coming out very soon. We welcome the creator Brian Volkweiss back to the show. Brian, thank you so much for being here, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Good to be back. I never take it for granted getting us back. Well, man, we appreciate you coming back. Yeah. Every single time. It's a blast. I can talk toys for hours. <laughs> and, man, what a season. You're really scratching where I itch. TMNT, mm-hmm. Power ah. Rangers, the, the the two right there of the four that are really screaming at me. Plus, there's wrestling and uh, My Little Pony. Was that correct? That's Randy's favorite. You know it. <laughs> correct. So what can we expect from this new season? I'm so excited for this season to come out. Um, I mean, what we really tried to do, uh, you know, we listened to the fans and, and we were, you know, we really daily hear what the fans have to say because they always let us know. And we really tried to just give them more of what they uh, what they wanted. Uh, I mean, everybody seemed to like the comedy. Everybody seemed to like the pathos and the emotion and the nostalgia. And we we just tried to, to do that. You know, we tried to find new information that maybe even diehard fans had not heard before. Um, so that's another thing that we tried to do. Um, but 
I I don't think we would have had a season three if people didn't like season one and two. And, you know, I'm not one of these people that's like, I always got to do better. I always need to make it better. It's like, I feel like we found a formula that worked. There are a couple things that we tweak, but for the most part, um, you know, we just, uh, we just wanted everybody to dig the show the same way they did the first two seasons. And maybe that was a mistake. I don't know. Maybe I should have read, read, uh, shot the whole thing in black and white or something. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, absolutely but, uh, not, yeah. man. I mean, the formula you have works so well because I sat and watched a whole episode on, uh, what was it, Hello Kitty? And I don't know anything about Hello Kitty, here, yeah. nor do I have interest in Hello Kitty. But that was a good episode. Yeah. You know, you learn so much about it. So. You know, again, the Power Rangers and the Turtles coming up. I feel like I know so much, but I'm prepared to have my mind blown. I can't wait. I know Power Rangers, I'll probably learn more, but I'm probably sure I'll learn more about the Turtles, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, just yeah. all the way around excited. <clears throat> now, you've said in the past when you guys are, you know, the reason these episodes take so long is because there's so much work in, in uh, each episode. You know, traveling, interviews, uh, just digging through archives. Uh, any stories in the creation of season three that you'd like to share? <laughs> I, 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 I try so hard to answer this question without ruining. I, I, I never did interviews in my life until season one. And I, a lot of the feedback from probably my first dozen or so interviews were, Hey, maybe you should have left that for the show. So I, I struggle. I, I much prefer doing the interviews after a show's been out for a couple of months because then I'm like, oh, yeah, did you see that? Oh, yeah, did you see that? Um, but so w- without giving anything away, because we definitely have a couple of surprises. Um, you know, one of the things that was super cool about this season was getting to meet and interview uh, a couple times, actually. Uh, Margaret Lesh, uh, who pretty much single-handedly greenlit Power Rangers, Turtles, um, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series, and a lot of other stuff, too. Muppet Babies, which I never watch, but apparently people like that. Uh, and whenever I'm listing <laughs> Margaret's credit, she always, I always list those, and she's like, don't forget M- Muppet Babies. Uh, so Muppet Babies. See, Margaret? I finally remembered it. But anyway, um, so meeting her and getting to hear these stories, truly powerful. You know, also, you know, interviewing Saban, you know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews, and the thing he talks about the least in interviews uh, is Power Rangers. Pretty much, you know, he's been talking about it for 40 years. So he was very excited to talk to us and was kind of busting my balls for not uh, doing it in seasons one or two. He's like, really? Star Trek? Not Power Rangers? (laughs) Um... But the thing, the thing that was very funny about the conversation with him was, you know, his team is, uh, you know, his assistant and everybody, they were like, you have one hour, you have one hour, you have one hour. Uh, and uh, I, I think we were in there for close to three hours. So uh, they, uh, <laughs> they could not, uh, they, he, he just, he was so wonderful, so generous with his time and everything. Um, and, and it, it was just, it was just, it was just absolutely wonderful. And, you know, the other thing I just want to say is I'm not a Power Rangers fan. Like never was. I'm still really kind of not. Um, but I understand it now and I appreciate it now. 
And uh, it, it, a lot of it came from talking to Margaret uh, and to Saban himself. And that's just the beauty of this show, too. I mean, you, you, I believe you also said uh, in the past during the creation of this show is, is kind of what got you yourself into start collecting toys, correct? No, 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 no. That's 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 very inaccurate. Uh, let me let me. If my wife heard that, she would have fallen out of her chair laughing. No, this is what I would say. I would say before the show got greenlit, I had like a mild coke problem with toys, where like you know I had like you know a pretty healthy collection. After the show got greenlit, I was like a heroin crack addict. I mean, I, I I went from having probably about 500 toys to having over 2,000 toys. And the, the crazy thing is it took about 38 years to collect 500 uh, and three years to collect an additional 1,500. <laughs> That's what the show did. So, yeah, no, no bueno. I see. So it didn't start the uh, collecting. It just enhanced the collecting. (laughs) I I would use the word exacerbate. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, during uh, production of season three, any new gems acquired? Oh, yes. Uh, First of all, I got Peter Laird to sign my uh, Raphael. Uh, I have very few toys from when I was a kid. That's one of them. Uh, So I got him to sign that. Um, I have, I went from having zero wrestling toys, uh, to having a pretty good LJN wrestling collection. I don't, I don't have them all, but I got a lot. And by the way, same thing happened to me with, uh, He-Man. I had no He-Man interest whatsoever. Uh, and then making the episode, learned what was special about He-Man that I didn't understand, uh, before. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, the, 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 the collection is expanding uh, yet again. Uh, how much fun that would be, though. That's one so cool fun. thing about the show is that people that don't know about some things will learn about it and then be, get get an interest get in into it. it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's like Power Rangers. A lot of people like my age weren't into it as much as I am. I was kind of like the the closet Power Rangers fan. (laughs) It's weird. You know, I watched Power Rangers when I was younger, but I never had any of the toys like while I was watching it. It wasn't until I was older and started collecting toys. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some of those toys (laughs) I could never find, you know? (laughs) But very good. Very good. Uh, I'm I'm the same way. I was never into Power Rangers, uh, but now I am. Yeah. It's it's a slippery slope, Mm -hmm. the Power Rangers. Fighting big robots, electric guitar all over the place. I mean, seriously, it's a winning formula. But Uh, it is definitely a slippery, slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let's move on to the movies that made us very excited uh, for this show to come out. And it looks like you're what the four first episodes are going to be Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters and Die Hard. And can you tell us anything about this show, how how the construction of the episodes are going to go? Um, It's very similar to Toys That Made Us as it relates to the style. Um, So, again, a lot of comedy, a lot of pathos, a lot of emotion, a lot of nostalgia, just like Toys. The thing that makes it a bit different is, unlike Toys, you know, every episode, at the beginning of the episode, as hard as this may be to believe... 
we had to, you know, explain the movie to everybody. So not everybody has seen Die Hard. Not everybody has seen Dirty Dancing. So we start usually, not right away, but we always have like a brief description of the movie. And, you know, we get it done in like less than 20 seconds, but that's something we never have to do for the toys. So that that's a difference. And then the other thing that was a bit different is, you know, in the toy world, you know, a lot of these people have never been interviewed before, and a lot of these stories have never been told. With the movies, like Die Hard is a Ghostbuster. I mean, you got DVD extras, you got documentary. Like a lot has been done on movies that has not been done on toys. So, a challenge for us was. How do we tell the story about the making of this movie and have it make sense? Because we can't just make an episode for the diehard fans. That was the first thing. But the second thing was, similar to toys, we spent a lot of time and energy doing a deep dive to get nuggets about every movie that were not well-known. So that, that was a challenge we had to deal with here that we didn't have to deal with toys. But I, I think we pulled it off. We shall see. And exactly when shall we see? I know you guys were aiming for around the holidays. Is there an official release date? November 29th, Black Friday. Oh, wow. Oh, Hot damn. I'm right now. All kind of good down. stuff coming up this month, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to really get to watching some stuff here. <laughs> but uh, that's big bit... November. Good thing because I dropped cable all together. So <laughs> it's all streaming services for me. Well, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, you got a lot to watch. <laughs> So uh, when you uh, are picking, when you pick these first four movies, what was there a certain criteria you were looking at? Were these just movies you had in the back of your head you already knew you wanted to cover? W what made you guys pick these four movies? Well, Netflix was very cool. Uh, the, the best time of year to have a new show, especially season one, is the holidays. And in particular, you know, between November 15th and, like, December 30th, best time of year to launch something. So they gave us this great release date, but they wanted us to be holiday focused. So that explains Home Alone and Die Hard. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> Dirty Dancing, for me, when I was a kid, for whatever reason, Everyone was like, Star Wars and Dirty Dancing. Star Wars and Dirty Dancing. That's what all the kids were watching when the parents were getting drunk. So uh, for the holiday at the Christmas parties and stuff. So that's why I picked Dirty Dancing. And then Ghostbusters, it's like I wanted to do a comedy, but I also wanted genre. Uh, and it, it just fit the bill. And I, obviously I love the movie. Of course. Of course. Great picks. I'm so excited to see them. <laughs> like all... All points like Dirty Dancing for women, comedy for everyone with Ghostbusters, the action movie for the guys with Die Hard. Home and Alone then, is such a staple, like in my uh, family. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you know, obviously around the holidays. My sister, she watches it year round. Like she loves <laughs> the film. She even uh, this year did the. Uh, they drove to Chicago and did the whole filming location tour. Mm. So. Um, 
I'm just excited to, you know, get a closer look behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. That's going to be really cool to see. And again, Toys That Made Us Season 3 is releasing November 15th, and the movies that made us November 29th. So don't forget to, uh, I guess you don't want to set your DVRs. (laughs) I need to get my head out of that mindset. (laughs) I just canceled my cable, too. (laughs) So, uh, Brian, before we cut you loose, uh, what else is coming down the pike from the cell company? Um, let's see, what can I talk about? Uh, we're doing a show right now that just got announced. We're doing it with uh, The Rock, uh, or as I call him, Dwayne, uh, or as I've been told to call him. Uh, we're doing it uh, for Disney Plus, the new Disney streaming service. Um, it's called Behind the Attraction, uh, and it, it is all about uh, the parks. Um, so um, oh. I'll leave it at that. i got to be... Yeah, so we're pretty jazzed about that. Uh, we are delivering a show. I can't say anything about it. I can't even say who's it, uh, who, who it's going to, but uh, we have a pretty cool series with Zac Efron uh, that we are deliver- delivering uh, as I speak with you. Um, we're doing a show for BET Plus that I can't talk about yet. We got, you know, we do the show called Discontinued that was on the CW. Now it's on Amazon. Um, so yeah, there's some stuff we're up to. A couple comedy specials here and there. Sweet, a nice. lot of irons in on the fire. Wow, man, I don't know how, where you find time to sleep, sir. The best, not the best year for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, and I can't wait to get you back on, man. Well, when, hey, season four rolls around, keep old Candare in mind, sir. Uh, we'll do, and I, I never take it for granted, like I said, being asked back. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. All right. <laughs> and there you have it. Again, Brian Volk Weiss of The Toys That Made Us. Again, don't forget to check out Season 3. It's going to be on Netflix November 15th, and then again November 29th for The Movies That Made Us. I am really excited for these shows. I've got a full end of November to watch. Yeah, if you need mm-hmm. to get away from your family for a little bit, turn on some Netflix. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No family allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to candairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show your support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod. For $5 a month, you can get access to the Candair Patreon pod, a whole other show that you can only get there. There are uh, lower tiers of support. There's a $2 tier that gets you access to the Candair Fantasy Fight, which is just a, just a singular album you get. Where you know we've we've done the show versus on the show before, where we just roll dice and pick two characters at random to battle each other. We discuss how that fight would go out as realistically as possible. But this one, we decked out with uh, audience roar, announcer in the ring, full sound effects. Oh, it sounds like it's like ESPN kind of <laughs> shit, right? Yep. I love it, and that's that's only at $2. So, uh, again, if you want to show your support, there's some uh, inexpensive ways to do so. And uh, what about what's on the wizard front really quick again? Oh, Austin. I was going to say Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> wizard World Austin this weekend, November 8th, 9th, and 10th. Or if you're going to be in the Bay Area, that's California, San Francisco area, for those that don't know, unless you live there. November 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. The last show of the year. 
There you have it. Can Dare in the promo box at checkout. 10% off yo tickets. Don't Can't go wrong, right? Mm, right. Randy, what you got? Attention video game, comic, and toy vendors. Your boys at Can Dare are hosting the Torg's 2020 Summit next May in Lewis Center, Ohio. Uh, 40 bucks gets you an 8-foot table until the early burn ends in February, but act fast because they're going fast. Uh, with an anticipated 2,000-plus attendees, special guests, tournaments, and cosplay, it's going to be a hell of a fun time. Uh, if you're interested, shoot us a message or check out the website at www.torgsevents.com. That's www.torgevents.com. And you can uh, maybe put a link on the website for that too, right? Yes, actually, I should. Like huh? a button or yeah. something up yep. there. People could uh, follow over to it from Candare Since Podcast. we're presenting it. Yes, we are. Might as well. It's all right. And I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collin. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, no! Don't run! It'll only make things worse! Mutt! Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! There's the episode you and I always have referenced for years. Hello! Hello.
Covered in a big ball of oil. Inside joke. You gotta look at it. Okay. You gotta watch it. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.